0: I gave you all I own, put you on this golden throne, but I'm a little stronger now. What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. I'm happy to announce that uh, Chris Taylor uh, should be uh, joining us as a co host for a little bit. Uh, here on the uh, on the channel and uh, should be answering uh, some questions as well as doing a little bit of additional content and uh, hopefully that works out and I'll be happy to uh, have him along with us and uh, yeah I'm just super excited about that opportunity so hopefully we'll see more of Chris in the near future just fair warning though like I don't want anyone to just like have this attitude of you know hey Let's, uh, you know, oh, you know, Chris who's CSJ Wannabe. You know, he's filming just like the way Chase does. I'm like, well, of course he is because, like, he kind of should, right? He really should. One second. Let me make sure my... There we go. (laughs) It helps when you turn on the lighting, right? You know? (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. Today's episode we're gonna be discussing introverted feeling trickster. And how can an ENTP, especially if they're unconscious focused, uh, develop their uh, introverted feeling trickster? Which is a funny question because I have to ask, do you mean unconscious developed or unconscious focused? Because according to the octogram, there's there's a completely different way of going about doing that. And I'm not entirely sure how that works. So yeah. Um, not really. So hopefully, um, hopefully that uh, that can be a thing. One second, Let me fix my uh, my mittens here. Really love these gloves. Uh, Railgun hooked me up with them, and they're they're excellent. Makes uh, filming outdoors, especially in the freezing cold, a lot easier. I like uh, filming outdoors the best. Uh, That way, uh, I don't know, it just seems a little bit more natural and I don't like being cooped up inside. And me as an expert, allows me to uh, at least gain uh, the energy of the uh, downtown ambiance when when necessary, so why not? So, (sighs) I'm one of the uh, few ENTPs out there who's had the opportunity to actually develop Fi Trickster in some capacity. That's not to say that, you know, as a trickster function, it is still a blind spot. It is still something that bites me in the ass on a regular basis. However, due to the way that I was brought up and also due to the abuse in my life, I literally have had no choice but to develop my introverted feeling trickster. And, uh... Well, that was an extremely painful process i'm not entirely sure it would be just as painful for other people to do it but i've had to do it and i would like to at least explain why i've had to develop my introverted feeling uh trickster so this comes from a concept known as uh, soft locking and soft locking is something we discussed in the december 2022 um, cutting edge episode in the journeyman members area If you haven't seen that yet, you really need to see that because soft locking is one of the most important concepts I have ever taught uh, this community. It is absolutely critical. Like even if you just get like a journeyman membership for just one month, binge as much content as you can. But at a minimum, there's like a couple of episodes that you just have to get in for that month. I mean, you know, I mean to date, like, it takes about a person about nine weeks on average, I think, to binge all of the Journeyman content to get through like every episode that we have there. But uh, if you just get it for just one month and then cancel it and then redo it, at least go so far as to watch the December 2022 cutting-edge episode that talks about Sloth thing. That episode is a prerequisite uh, to... It's a prerequisite um, to the masterclass, the ego hacking by text masterclass, which we just did earlier this week. And that masterclass, if it hasn't blown your socks off, I don't know what will. I mean, if if the type grid didn't blow your socks off, what we're referring to as origin pathways and the way that we have it laid out, which which I'm you know jokingly calling the Rosetta Stone, you know, um, but it's really just uh, origin pathways basically, which kind of shows you a little map of neural pathways, you know, from a cognitive function perspective. In order to understand the amazing quantum leap of Jungian analytical psychology and four-size dynamics that the Rosetta Stone is, you need to understand soft locking. And soft locking ultimately is the process by which um, someone is basically develops a function. Now I'm not talking about like you know cognitive focus here because Remember, if you're part of the if part of the CSJ community, if you're part of ego hackers, then you understand that these kinds of concepts, we changed our non our, our nomenclature. Right? What I would used to say is cognitive focus. I'm actually calling it cognitive development. Cognitive focus is something else, right? And this this is all about the octogram. And you know, interpreting octogram, there's some there's some different ways to do it. But basically, uh, the premises, and i and I've explained this at length, especially in the master class, but. Octogram, just in general, if you wanna have like a, just a basic understanding of it, it's like, okay, which of your poles are you closer to? Are you closer to your shadow pole or your aspiration pole on your temple wheel? Uh, And you can learn more about that at csjosephlive forward slash blog, or forward slash content, one of the two. Uh, But, uh, you learn about the temple wheels there And then you check out the poles basically and your cognitive development is basically which pole are you closer to but then your cognitive focus is actually whether or not you're closer to your deadly sin or living virtue right so that's ultimately how you determine your octagram and there's a lot of different methods and techniques to actually do that but uh, the thing is is though is that while cognitive development may be a little bit easier to detect cognitive focus can actually change and it can change often in some people depending on what's going on. I mean, I've even seen certain situations where a person's cognitive focus actually changes like twice a day depending on like the people that they're around and that just goes to show how amazing our neuroplasticity is because in front of some people they'll present their deadly sin just so they can fit in but then when they're around other people they'll present their living virtue. And you know, and sure there's a primary focus that they have but it's really situational, you know, because people are aware of who is accepting of them and who isn't and sometimes people are more accepting of a living virtue than a deadly sin as well as vice versa so managing judgments and expectations of that people really comes down to you know how you're presenting yourself an octagram can actually help expose that right well soft locking however soft locking is just this thing that ends up happening but basically I'll just give like a, a loose description of soft locking and how it impacted me, you know, for developing my Fi Trickster. Because on, under the old nomenclature, I would say that I was unconscious focused, but what I'm really saying is I'm unconscious developed and my acronym is UDUF, so I'm unconscious developed, unconscious focused, which means I'm very close to my superego psychologically speaking, right? So for developing introverted feeling trickster, I had my development forced upon me because I was being soft-locked into my superego on a regular basis by both of my parents, right? Especially my mother, right? So my mother has expert feeling parent. And when it comes to, what you gotta understand is that when people are like parenting, like parent, parental relationships with children, right? And then you also have sexual relationships. Parental relationships with children, as well as sexual relationships with a sexual partner, favors cognitive synchronicity, also known as compatibility. Male-to-male friendships or relationships favor compatibility. Female-to-female relationships favor cognitive asynchronicity, also known as camaraderie, okay? So you gotta keep all these concepts like in mind when when you're considering this. So, so anyway, But in a parental relationship, a parental relationship, compatibility reigns supreme. So extroverted feeling parent is looking for my introverted feeling pessimistic function because the main core tenet, the main rule of soft-locking and how that works is, is that in a cognitive synchronicity scenario, like a sexual relationship or a parental relationship, in a cognitive synchronicity perspective, okay, when it comes to compatibility, a pessimistic function must always match up or link to another pessimistic function, right? A uh, An optimistic function must always link to an optimistic function. My mother has, and I spent the majority of my childhood around my mother, obviously, as most children do, and uh, as most children do, and my mother, with extroverted-feeling parent, was trying to find my introverted-feeling uh, pessimistic function. The problem is I don't have an introverted feeling pessimistic function because my introverted feeling trickster is an optimistic function, right? So what would happen is it's her, her FE parent is literally drilling into my soul, looking for an introverted feeling pessimistic function. So I would go all the way down to my shadow to attempt to present introverted feeling trickster to my mother, but she wouldn't have that because extroverted feeling parent can't, can't handle an introverted feeling trickster, just can't deal with it. So I ended up forcing that. What ended up happening is that I would be cognitive transitioned twice. I have cognitive transition into my unconscious and then I cognitive transition directly from my unconscious into my superego because my superego has introverted feeling parent because it is an ESFP, okay? Introverted feeling parent is pessimistic. It's naturally pessimistic, right? So that pessimistic function would be presented to her and then she could deal with it. The problem is, you know, it's a demon. It's it's a demon, it's a superego. And she doesn't really like that very much either. But the point is, is that because I was being, because her Effie parent was drilling into my soul and trying and basically forcing me a child against my will to present introverted feeling pessimistic for her in the form of introverted feeling parent under my super ego, right? My ESFP superego, at that point in time, I, you know, that's, that's what it would take to satisfy an extroverted feeling parent. In the process though, that hyper develops introverted feeling trickster. It does. So this causes me to present FI more often than, a, than you know a typical ENTP. My introverted feeling trickster is way more developed than a typical ENTP, right? So that's what ends up happening, right? And this is ultimately the main, one of the main reasons, it's not the main reason that I am a UDUF ENTP, ultimately. Although I was UD, I was UDUF throughout my childhood. Then I was UDSF after I got out and away from my parents and my away from my family. And then I've recently gone back into going into UDUF again, right? So, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I could still be like really super compassionate at times because I still have remnants of my ISFJ subconscious you know, from those days when I used to be super compassionate because I, my, because I was subconscious focus in those days, right? But something happened uh, over the last couple of years and I ended up becoming UDUF and that process was basically completed on October 17th, 2021, which is the day that my midlife crisis started as I was trying to deal with UDUF again, basically. And since then, I've reached a new level of self-acceptance and it doesn't bother anymore. And I'm actually perfectly fine with being UDUF. Although I'll, I'll admit, you know, sometimes I end up getting super jealous of certain people, especially SDSF ENTPs, not really jealous, excuse me. I meant envious, right? And that's just a thing, right? It's just normal. It's, it's just part of life, right? It's just, there's not really much that can be done about that. So from that perspective, right? There's a lot of different ways to develop introverted feeling trickster but really it's just for the most part for an ENTP because we're introverted sensing and we're extroverted, introverted sensing inferior and extroverted intuition hero we have a very high level of adaptability we're like water right and because we're like water it's easy for us to adapt we have really really good neuroplasticity and uh, because of that high level of neuroplasticity really the only true way to develop our introverted feeling trickster is through external sources. It's because we're just gonna try to walk around in life because the default is, you know, ultimately the default goal that the brain has is to become SDSF. No one wants to become UDUF from an octogram perspective. No one wants that. It just happens. So it's because of external environmental factors, familial factors, nuclear family factors, right, that ends up causing me to develop my introverted feeling trickster. And it's as a result of being soft-locked into my superego for so long that my trickster has to become a parent and produce pessimistic FI basically for my mother, right? And that's ultimately the reason why I became unconscious developed in my childhood to begin with. Because from an octogram perspective, uh, you are, you're, um, you basically are you develop your your cognitive development comes from your childhood, and then your cognitive focus basically comes from your adolescence. Essentially, you know. So, and you know that's that's that that ends up happening consistently. So as a result, I'm I'm U D U F. You know, I'm U D basically from that experience. So, that's how it works. You know, that's that's the main that's the main thing that's the main way uh, to consider it. So, I mean, like. Why would you try to develop your introverted feeling trickster? Just find people in your life that actually accept you from your extroverted feeling child. You know, you don't wanna go the same path that I've gone, right? And then find those people that accept you and then slowly over time, you'll develop your introverted feeling trickster naturally instead of a more violent way that I did from a UDUF perspective because I was being soft-locked by my mother, emotionally soft-locked by my mother into my ESFP superego. And it's not her fault, I don't blame her. Like, it's just it's just a natural thing. A parent's cognition definitely reigns supreme over a child's uh, cognition, right? Their child's cognition, because they're the parent, right? So based on that, you know, from a development perspective, you know, I didn't really have a choice but become unconscious developed because of the psyches that were available in my nuclear family growing up, right? That's ultimately what it means and that's kind of how it works. So, but yeah. Now, if you actually willfully want to develop your introverted feeling trickster quickly as an ENTP, go spend a lot of time with people that would emotionally soft lock you into your super ego to make your introverted feeling trickster become basically an introverted feeling parent for your ESFP superego. Although that could have really bad and dire consequences for your friendships and your relationships. So be super careful when you're actually doing that. Okay. So yeah, that's like that's like a thing that you should definitely. <laughs> watch out for. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and I'll see you guys in the next episode.